fine presentation of the gospel through excellent music. We appreciate you very much. Let's give them our appreciation. That's fantastic. Powerful. I I was thinking of of that last song, All is Calm, All is Bright. And you know, when you're in the preparation for Christmas, you may not be thinking about All is Calm at all. And uh, that's the way it is sometimes. Sometimes it's more chaotic. In fact, you know, now that online shopping is here, someday they're going to tell stories. And one of the early stories that have come out about who invented online shopping uh, is as follows. It was, uh, you know, just before smartphones, about 10 or so years ago, and then even before that, before Internet came out with with all the, you know, the... uh, Internet Explorer and Google, all that, before all that, but Internet was there already. It was a young mother. And she had, you know, she had lists from work, all the people she had to buy for. She had lists from church people that she had to prepare presents from, extended family, and of course, you know, probably not in your case, but her husband expected her to do all the shopping for his side of the family, too. Is that unusual? I know it. And so there she was. She had all of these lists. She was a young mother of a five-year-old and a three-and-a-half-year-old. And he would even say three-and-three-quarters. And sometimes she wondered, why didn't we space them apart a little bit more like 20 years or something like that? But there she was. She had to do all the shopping. And she went to the stores with all these lists. And as she was shopping, she began to remember people she'd left off the Christmas card list, too. And, and things were moving, and she had bags, and the kids were wanting to go to that shelf and that shelf, and, and you know, just distracting her, pulling her in five different directions, though there are only two kids. It's possible to be pulled in five directions by two children, you know. And she was accumulating her bags, and as she was accumulating her bags, she began to dream of being able to shop in her pajamas. Just stay at home. The kids confined to the family room, playing with their toys. Is it possible to see pictures of what I want, order it, and then the packages come right to your doorstep. She began to fantasize about this. And that was the beginning of it. As she was going on, she she thought about more people that she had forgotten on her Christmas card list, and she dreamed, you see what we do now, we just pull out our smartphone, tap, 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 send an online uh, greeting card, and just put send, whenever you see, says send from my iPhone, you were forgotten. You were forgotten on the list, and they just remembered, and they just sent it real quick. And this young mother, dreaming of this possibility of just staying at home and shopping and doing all of that, got onto the elevator in one of those three-story shopping malls with kids right there, bags that she was trying to hold on with her pinkies, and holding on to kids with with the other fingers in her hands, and she got on the door shut. the elevator was completely full, and she just kind of had one of those letdown moments. And she said, whoever invented this Christmas thing ought to be shot. And someone from the back of the elevator said, we already crucified him. We already crucified him. You know, we forget in our chaos of Christmas, the calmness. And the calmness that Christmas is supposed to bring does not come because we follow the pattern of what we have with all of the shopping and all the obligations and all of the things that we're forgetting. It comes because of this one fact that Isaiah prophesied about 
It's in Isaiah, the seventh chapter, verse 14. Therefore, the Lord himself will give you a sign. A virgin will be with child and will give birth to a son and will call him Emmanuel, which the book of Matthew reminds us means God with us. And that's where the peace, the calm, that Christmas is supposed to bring comes. It's not in all the things that we cherish. We do like the gift-giving, the celebration. I, I love the Christmas decorations, even the, though there's hassle in getting them already. I enjoy that. I enjoy the family dinners, and I all enjoy all of that. But the calm and the peace about which the choir sang comes because of this promise. God with us. Now, does that mean that, that we all just have God with us? And where is God? What this means is that God came to earth knocking at our door, calling for us. And a response to that is requested of you and I, that we respond to this great offer of God himself with us. That's an invitation that we must accept. That's an uh, invitation to which we must send our reservation and say, yes, Lord Jesus, come into my life. Come in. And it's as though God were knocking at the door of the world. That's what Christmas is about. And he's knocking throughout the centuries at each person's life in a wonderful way that only an infinite God can do. He can knock at the door of the world, getting the world's attention as it is every year through songs, through celebrations, getting our attention. But he also has a way of getting each one of our attentions, each one of us, and he's knocking. And at some point, we must say, yes, God, I want you to come into my life. I have sin that's been pushing you out. Forgive me. I have been resistant. I yield to you. And I need for you to come into my life. That is when peace is born, as it is. Whenever somebody knocks at our door, we have three options, and there are three options that you have when God comes knocking. First one is just ignore them and hope that they go away. You might do that. You may see, their, hey, so-and-so's coming. Let's just shut the lights off and pretend we're not home. You've done that. Many people do that with God. Everybody hears God knocking at some point, the death of a friend, some, uh, some tragedy, or some great blessing, the birth of a child. That's God knocking. We ignore that and hope that it goes away, but God really doesn't. We just stop hearing. The second option is someone comes, you suspect this person has something to sell. It may be anyway from popcorn to a vacuum cleaner. You don't know. And you, but you want to be a courteous homeowner, and so you go to the door, you talk to the person for five, ten courteous minutes, but you have no intention of buying anything, and you say goodbye, thank you, and you go back into life the way it was before. Many people do that with God. Come to church for a little bit, at Christmas time especially, and then go back into life just the way it was before, satisfied knowing, well, I was friendly with them at the door. But that's not God with us. God with us is when we open the door and we know it's somebody we want in, and we invite them in, and we even make changes. In our, in, our, in our house so that that person would feel comfortable. We want that person in, and we begin giving our attention and focusing on that relationship. 
now have them with you. In the same way, for Emmanuel, God with us, to be true for you, it's when we say, Lord Jesus, come into my life. Forgive my sins. Make me who you want me to be. I invite you to come in. And then, God, Emmanuel, in the person of Jesus, promises and does enter in your life in peace at the inner core amidst the chaos of life is born. There was chaos when Jesus was born. There was no room in the inn. There was a pregnant virgin. There was war. There was occupation of Israel by Roman forces. All kinds of turmoil, but there was peace in that manger. And there can be peace for you. It begins on the inside, not around you, within you. How do you do that? You pray a simple prayer. Would you like Jesus to come into your life? I invite you to simply bow your heads, close your eyes, and pray this prayer with me. Would you do that? Would you close your eyes and bow your head? And if you'd like Jesus Christ to come into your life, silently pray this prayer as I pray it aloud. Lord Jesus, I need you. Thank you for dying on the cross for my sin. I ask you to forgive my sins. I invite you in to be my Savior and my Lord. I believe you rose from the dead and can change my life. Make me the kind of person you want me to be. Amen. If you prayed that prayer, then today... I promise you, according to Scripture, the Scripture says if anyone receives Christ, he comes in. Yet to all who believe in his name, to those who received him, he gave the right to become children of God. And that became true for you. And I'd encourage you, on your way out, to tell one of the pastors, tell somebody that you came with, that I prayed that prayer with Pastor Carl. I invited Christ in.